Good stuff, Justice. Good stuff, really. Father, this morning, we thank you for your word that speaks to us today, even today, even this moment. We ask for the power to declare pray for power for those who hear to experience and to express it also. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Welcoming you all in the name of the Lord Jesus. This morning's text, John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. This particular text can be seen in every gospel that we read. All four gospels declare this text to us, thus declaring the importance of the very text itself. And then we come to the book of Acts and we find once again the writer Luke is bringing to the forefront from the very pages about what Jesus had declared. Luke serves as the physician to Paul, the companion of Paul. He's also the New Testament historian. And he provides a very comprehensive detail about the works and the, and the mission of the Lord Jesus. He not only provides the works of the Lord Jesus, he also gives us the very words of the Lord Jesus. And in doing that, he speaks from Acts 1, he says to his friend Theophilus, he says, this I'm declaring to you with certainty is all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Unlike the many teachers of the day, Luke is presenting to us Jesus, one who is doing and teaching. He's not just one that's teaching and forgetting about the doing, but rather he's one that is doing and teaching. And unlike the first book in which he has finished and completed all that Jesus began to do, he says now the continuation of Jesus is now being expressed by his apostles. And so he comes, and one dominant theme that we see in the book, in the writings of Luke and Acts, is the work of the Holy Spirit. That is a dominant theme that Luke focuses on. You cannot go far in Luke. You cannot go far in Acts until you see his words, Holy Spirit. You come to the writings of Luke 1 and parallel to Acts 1, you will see the words of Holy Spirit not very far into the reading. In fact, the very first chapter, he goes in and says, John is one that is born of the Holy Spirit. You go to his father, Zacharias, and he says, Zacharias is one that is filled with the Holy Spirit. You go to the reading of his mother, Elizabeth. We read that Elizabeth is one that is filled with the Holy Spirit. You go to Mary and he says, the power, of the, over, the power shall overshadow thee. And the Holy Ghost, when it comes upon thee, every 
point you go, he has something to say about the Holy Spirit. You go for the next chapter, he talks about a man named Simeon. He says he is just, devout, and the next thing he says is the Holy Spirit is upon him. The very next sentence after he talks about he's a man that is the Holy Spirit is upon, he says he came walking in the Spirit into the temple. This morning, how did you come this morning to worship God? Did you come to hear the Spirit? Did you come to feel the Spirit? Did you come to experience the Spirit? This morning's title is Experiencing the Power. Luke and Holy Spirit go together. Luke wants to see the Holy Spirit in action. When you go to Acts, when you go to Luke, every sentence he wants to express the supernatural activity of God. Now we come to the text. And he says, we already know about Jesus that the fact that the redemption work is done. That Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. But now, he says, Jesus said, I want you to remember the words of Jesus, he said. He said, John, baptize you with water. But he shall, you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. The work of Jesus has not ended. He said, yes, he has finished the redemptive work, but now he is getting into a new work. And that is, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Hallelujah. He said, John baptized you with water, but the one who is mightier than I, he is coming to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Jesus is reminding us in Luke and Luke is reminding us that this is the next activity of God that he is going to baptize with the Holy Ghost. And he says, do not depart from Jerusalem. Do not depart from Jerusalem until you have been clothed with the power from on high. And then he comes to the next text that we read, but you shall receive Power. After the Holy Ghost is come upon. John baptized you with water. But I am coming. Or Jesus is one that is baptizing you with the Holy Spirit. John used water. Baptism means dipping. Baptism means to immerse. Now, Jesus says to everyone, I am going to dip you. I am going to immerse you, not in water, but in the Holy Spirit. This morning, have you come to experience that filling? Have you come to experience that immersion experience of being drenched in the Spirit? Hallelujah. He said, you shall receive power. That is another theme that Luke uses often. He says, you shall receive power. The power is disseminated for the purpose of being a witness. Not only just a witness 
look look at the words he says you are called to be witnesses unto me you are not a self proclaimed witness you are not going to witness for yourself you you shall be witnesses unto me if you are going to be a witness for christ if you are going to witness him the bible says you shall receive power you shall receive power to be witnesses unto me this morning if we are going to sustain ourselves to be witnesses for christ unto him we need power power cannot be disassociated from that from the holy spirit power is an essential witness essential element to be a witness because we are to move in that power from jerusalem judea samaria unto the uttermost parts of the earth god is going to strengthen your feet god is going to move your feet because the, with the power is a moving a power is not meant to be stationary a power is not meant for you to stand still a power is meant for you to move glory to god christian life is a life of living in the power of the holy spirit it's a divine energy that god extends to us with his divine authority one who has been spirit filled one who has been spirit drenched one who is spirit baptized is one that has the accessibility of the divine energy with the divine authority glory to god we have access to the power of the holy spirit for the purpose to accomplish anything and everything that god has intended us to do you shall receive power can you say power you shall receive power <clears throat> the bible says about much about power Peter says writing he says his divine power has given us everything what has it given us what does everything include everything includes his divine power has given us everything that we need for what for life and godliness god's power is available god's power is ready to be is given out it is available to everything put whatever your need is and i'm telling you that everything comes under it you shall receive power to do what to be a witness say witness you shall receive power that you may be a witness you shall receive power after the holy ghost come upon you and you shall be witnesses you remember when dr vijay samguti came to us he identified this word witness for us in the greek and if you remember he said the very word greek word for witness is the word marturia it is the same word that we use in the english for martyr 
you shall be marturia you shall be witnesses the power that came from the holy spirit is causing them to witness in a manner that they would be able to stand even unto death when jesus was said you shall receive power they were going to experience a power even as one who would die for him a martyr is one that bears witness and of the suffering and even suffering unto death that was the implication that was used the significance of this power is such that it makes you a witness first century apostles all died as martyrs but they experienced this power that transformed them jesus said something when he was on the earth he said except a corn of wheat fall into the ground what is the word that he said after falling falling is not good enough the kernel of wheat as good as it may be if it falls it's not going to bring fruit what it has to do is to what die if it die it brings forth much fruit brothers and sisters not everyone is called to be a martyr but paul says i am crucified with christ yet not i but christ living in me he says to another time i die come on i die every moment is a moment of death when christian christian dentrick barnhafer wrote his book and the classic book of cost of discipleship he said when god calls a man he calls him to bid and die yes you shall be witnesses unto me witnesses that says marturia it is the power of god it is the power of the holy spirit that causes us to be witnesses unto him this morning with the remaining time i want to express five experiences and expressions of the holy spirit if i have time i'm going to go through five the power of the holy spirit came and they all spoke in tongues and we know that and i don't want to touch on that this morning but rather even in the book of acts we find something that when the holy spirit came they were all filled with the holy spirit reading from acts chapter 2 they began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance as the spirit gave them utterance as the spirit that gave them utterance a spirit filled man us a man that has experienced the the spirit is one whose communication has been altered he doesn't speak from his mind but rather what does he speak as the spirit gives him utterance this morning as you walk from this place say lord may my mouth be one 
that the spirit can speak. When the drenching of the spirit, when the filling of the spirit comes, your communication is altered. You are no longer speaking from your mind. You are now communicating with the spirit and which now you are one that the spirit is able to utter. Notice verse 11. The scriptures say, Cretes and Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. When the spirit comes into you, you know, your communication is not only altered as the spirit gives you utterance, but now your communication is such that you speak the wonderful works of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your mouth is one that can declare the wonderful works of God. One that is communicating in the spirit. A communication is altered. The second thing that happens we see, hallelujah, is in verse 16. This was that that was spoken by the prophet Job. Did you catch that? But this is that revelation is received when you are baptized and filled with the spirit you get a revelation of understanding this is that you understand what i'm saying you are able to understand this is that what is this and that you're able to understand your events in your life are happening according to scripture you and the scripture have a point of reference. You are able to understand. You are able to re receive a revelation and an application of the scripture in your life. Not only are you able to have a communication. You're, you're, not only is your communication altered. But your perception or your revelation of the word is transformed. When you read the word, you have a revelation of the word. Every day when you read, say, Lord, speak to me. Put your name on it and say, Lord, this is for me. Peter received a revelation of the word when the day he received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He no longer was able to read the word or see the word or understand the word the way he used to. The spirit gave him enlightenment. A spirit-filled person can receive enlightenment of the word of God. Not only communication, not only revelation. This is the best part of the spirit that touches me. At least as I was ministering and as I was reading this portion. We go to Acts chapter 3. Peter is going at the hour of prayer. A spirit-filled man recognizes every moment of prayer is for him. He doesn't sit home. Rather, that doesn't mean that if there are things that you have to do. That's, I'm not, please don't misunderstand. Right? A spirit-filled man takes every opportunity for prayer. The third point that I want to talk about is transmission. Notice this. As he's going to the gate, a 40-year-old man that has been lame from birth is at the gate of the temple but not able to go in. He's not able to go in. He is stuck 
at the temple gate until until peter comes by the man looking at peter extends his hands and he says peter could have said i'm coming for prayer peter could have said that right because peter could say i'm coming for prayer i don't really have time for this because after all i am called to pray continually and minister under the word but he stopped because the spirit told him to stop and he looked at him the man who was stuck at the gate and he said to him or the man looked at him for arms and peter said look on us and peter said something that we all know about right this is all something we know silver and gold have i he said silver and gold what is it about silver and gold i don't have it but as such as i have give i unto you in the name of jesus of nazareth rise up and he had something that he could give a spiritual man always has jesus to give a spiritual man always has jesus to give and when he releases it when he releases jesus from his hands the hands of peter moved into the layman and the power that was in the life of peter went through went through the bones and the ankle of that man the transmission of the power of god was not just inside his body the transmission of the power of god was upon from his hands to the man
When the spirit filled man, his communication is altered. He receives a revelation and a power. And he experiences a transmission of the power of God. Father, this morning, we thank you for speaking to us through your word. Lord, we are your people. We need your spirit. Lord, let it bring your spirit, bring that rich revelation of Christ. Let Christ become so real to us under the power of the spirit to express the love and the praise and become the witnesses that you called us to be. In the name of Jesus, we pray.